Hello, everyone, and welcome to Certified Sports Girl Podcast. I'm Avery Bales. And I'm Andrew Kiever. And this week, we are going to, once again, talk about around the ACC, go over some of the ACC rankings, and we are going to go over two big games this week um, that UNC had versus NC State and Syracuse. We're also going to go over um, the women's basketball games, and we're going to do a little best recruiting class segment at the end. So, hope you guys enjoy. Shot clock down to 12. Love guarded by Fields. Gets a screen. Pulls up for three. All right, going right into it, the first game that has occurred since we last filmed was Virginia and Wake Forest. Um, Virginia came away with this win, 76-67. to Despite Wake's so far good season, Virginia was just able to pull it through a little better than they did. Um, and Armand Franklin came out with 25 points and 10 rebounds. Wake coming off the big win at home was looking to get that one, but it was unfortunate they didn't. Um, going to the next game, Duke beats Miami. Um, Duke wins 68-66. Kyle Flavaski's been balling. He had 17 points and 14 rebounds. Double-double king. And then next up, we have Clemson being Virginia Tech by surprisingly only one point. And this one definitely surprised me because Clemson's been having an outstanding season and Virginia Tech has not been. So it was definitely surprising to see this being such a close game. But they did come out with the win. P.J. Hall, one of their leading scorers, comes out with 20 points and 8 rebounds. I thought Virginia Tech was going to be a really good team, especially after last year and after the first game of the ACC season against the UNC. They they beat us in Blacksburg. So it's sad as a UNC fan to see them dropping games, close games especially. Um, Syracuse, before losing to UNC, dominates <laughs> Georgia Tech 80-63. to Joseph Girard with 28 points and 7 assists. He also had a really good game against UNC, so that man's been balling. He has been, even though I don't really like him because of the UNC game. He's been doing very well. I mean, you can't not give him respect for that. Um, and next up, Boston College comes away with the win against Notre Dame, 84-72. to Quentin Post, man I don't like, um, came away with 29 points and 14 rebounds. But I do want to say Armando would never allow that kind of performance out of him. Yeah, not 29 points, but Quentin Post, like I said, NBA prospect. Watch out. Definitely um, is, even though I don't like him, but I will give him respect. Surpri- surprisingly, FSU beats Pitt 71-64 with Darren Green Jr. with 24 points. I mean, um, FSU started out the season terribly, mm-hmm. and Pitt started out very hot. I think FSU has kind of gotten a little hot in recent um, games, and Pitt, has, they kind of flip-flopped, honestly. Yeah, that one was a surprising game. But um, next up, Virginia Tech comes out with a win against Duke. Let's not forget, Virginia Tech also beat them last year. So yeah. now two years in a row, I get ACC to make fun of get to make fun of Duke fans once again. But uh, they came out with that win, seventy-eight to seventy-five. Grant Grant Basil comes out with twenty-four points and eight rebounds. You know, this just makes me so happy as as a Duke hater. Yeah, it's just I, I completely agree with that. Makes me very yeah. happy. Um, in the Florida battle, Miami plays FSU. Um, Miami wins 86-63, and Isaiah Wong, who's been balling, has 18 points and 9 rebounds in that game. What a win, though, for Miami. I mean, woof, that's 23 points win. It's just surprising coming off of FSU's win against Pitt, but they still push through. Um, and now we have Clemson beating Georgia Tech 72-51. to um, this one was very well expected. Once again, P.J. Hall, we've been talking about him, 17 points and 7 rebounds. He continues to show off his skills. Um, he's a big guy, big guy, and he's been doing well. Um, NC State beats Notre Dame 85-82. Jarkel Jr. with 28 points and 6 rebounds. Um, 
Notre, Notre Dame's head coach, Mike Bray, is going out on a losing season, unfortunately. He's set to retire after the end of the season, so respect to him. He's a great coach, but he's going out with an, some L's, like Louisville. And then next up, we have Pitt beating Wake Forest, which this one also surprised me a little bit. Um, they beat them 81-79, to and Blake Henson comes out with 24 points. Um, Boston College beats Louisville 75-65. Quinn Post, NBA uh, prospect, uh. 22 points, 6 rebounds. Louisville made it a close game. I was watching that one. It was it was a good battle, but Louisville, I mean, Boston College pulled away at the end in the last eight minutes. Yeah, I'm surprised Louisville was able to put up that much of a game. I mean, they're still, what, 2-16? and 16? Something like <laughs> two, that? 2-18. Two 2-18, and 18. Two and 18. wow. Um, so now we're going to look at some of the ACC rankings. Clemson continues to stay on top. Um, Virginia is honestly kind of far behind them. Virginia's at 7-2. and two. two games back, and they have a game in hand or they have a game in hand but it's still it's still a close race honestly through the top 5 UNC is in that race it's a three-way tie with Miami and North Carolina and Pitt Virginia sits at second with at 7 and 2 and then Wake Forest NC State Syracuse all just behind them with one game back on the 7 and 3 crowd it's going to be close until the end. Really. Yeah, and Duke's at number nine. <laughs> That's a good thing I like to see, let me tell you. Duke is down there with Florida State. Oh, what a sad, sad season for Duke. Oh, poor shame. Dukies, poor Dukies. They're not, they're not poor. We actually hate them. Yeah, we hate them. Um, So, next up, we're going to start talk about this UNC and State game. And listen... I'm going to try to be as unbiased as I can, but I have some very, very, very strong thoughts about this game Yeah. personally and some very interesting uh, pointers to point out about NC State and their character. Um, but we were sloppy at first, but we were still making our points here and there, and our defense was doing decent at first. Yeah. Um, we... It was a it was a really interesting game. I I got to experience this game in the front of the court. Um, luckily, I bought a ticket off the UNC story, and it happened that I got a phase one ticket. So my friends and I decided that we were gonna paint up. So we we painted UNC players jerseys on, and we sat front row of the game. And it's honestly a whole different experience there. I got to talk some trash to DJ Burns. It was a, it was a, it was a lot of fun. If you guys follow Bubba Cunningham, the one and the only on Twitter, you would have seen Andrew and his uh, Twitter post from the game. Uh, for those of you who don't keep up with Twitter, Bubba Cunningham does this thing where he takes pictures like of his forehead, essentially, <laughs> and then things in the background. And he took one in front of the student section. You can see Andrew in the corner. <laughs> and I saw that, and I just laughed because it was hilarious. Also today, it came out, UNC social media posted a video, and I just so happened to be in the video, which was pretty cool. I thought that was awesome. What a guy Andrew is. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> UNC knows. <laughs> Everyone knows Andrew at UNC. Um, but, you know, as the game is starting, Armando is looking to pass Tyler Hansborough in rebounds. He needed 18, 17 or 18 rebounds? He needed 17 to tie. I think it was 18 to beat. Which he didn't end up doing, and he also ended up passing double-double, right? He leads he did, in the double-doubles double for UNC, so super proud of Armando. Um, one thing about this game that I noticed, lots of turnovers, lots of turnovers, definitely. That's always been an issue for us all season, but I feel like this was a kind of game where we shouldn't have been um, 
letting that happen in such a big game like this. Yeah, it it was. I mean, it's tough. We've been we've been committing a lot of turnovers over and over again the whole year. But this game actually, it may have looked like there was a lot more turnovers, but actually there was there was less turnovers in this game than really happened. Yeah, so we only committed seven turnovers, which. I think led to the us breaking away with an eleven point win. That and the free throws. I mean, we had thirty nine free throw attempts and NCC had twelve, which you can say is because of the refs. But I think state they um, were being very contact, very aggressive. Yeah, and little brother always tries to always fight his big brother always and, trying to tussle, poke the bear. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, in the post game interview with Kevin Keats, he was talking about we've never had another team shoot that many free throws. And I think he was actually wrong because the year before, or recently, they had let uh, Boston College shoot that many free throws. Um, there, um, Jim, Be- Jim Beheim of Syracuse was also mentioning a similar thing um, after the post-co- post-game conference against Syracuse. They, they uh, ACC coaches just don't like us winning, I guess. Yeah, they just don't like us winning. I mean... See, here's the thing about NC State. Um, if, for those of fans who are on Twitter and things like that, you have seen it. I mean, State fans are still complaining about the game, and it's a whole week later almost, <laughs> and they continue to complain about the refs and wham, 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 and all this stuff. Blaming the free throws. Bla- yeah, all of that. And they really should blame the 42 rebounds that they let happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... So, we're going to talk about the uh, uh, flagrant two on Leaky Black. Um, Terquavion Smith goes down. Definitely looked like a bad fall. I was definitely feeling for him. Um, for those of you who were confused as to why he had to get off of the stretcher, um, it's been released that he couldn't feel his right arm, apparently. And so, they had indication that it might have been a spinal cord injury. And that was um, why the stretcher came out. But he was released from the hospital on Saturday night. And, Andrew, you know what's so interesting to me? What? He was spotted out in Raleigh at a bar on Saturday night. That's pretty... That's- Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. That's very interesting to me. But besides the point, um, I here's the thing with me. Flagrant 2, I would have taken that. If later on in the game, they would have called the same call when Caleb Love was elbowed in the face, you know? Yeah. I thought it was, a, like, in, in person, it looked really scary. I, I really felt bad for him. I thought it was class from the UNC crowd. We were clapping for him mm-hmm. all five minutes he was down on the ground. I mean, it was, it was really, like, I was actually scared at the time. I thought something serious, like, I thought a Damar Hamlin event had yeah, occurred. Yeah, me, me too. I, I was definitely really nervous, but <laughs> I also didn't appreciate how state fans are saying that they booed. Yeah. Turquavion, that never happened. They no, were booing the call. They were booing the call. Yeah, directly not after, Turquavion. <laughs> directly after, it was kind of funny. Like when the refs came out and announced the flagrant two, every UNC fan was just booing, and I thought it was really funny. Yeah, and then people all over Twitter, like I said, they were just saying, UNC, what a class act. You guys booing Turquavion. No, that's not what happened. B-Dot, B-Dot himself was literally chanting Baby T as he was going into the locker room. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, we we have a lot of respect. I mean, Turquavion's an amazing player. Obviously, we're going to have respect for him, especially with such a scary injury like that. So, um, But other than that, we did come away with the win in this game, 80-69. to 69. Um, I was scared for a minute there that it was going to be a little closer than that, but uh, we ended up pulling out with the win. Yeah, we ended up pulling out of the win. Um, a couple stats I wanted to talk about. Um, we shot pretty poor from the three, which we, we really need to get better looks from three. 
Um, R.J. Davis absolutely balling. We need like we need him to be good in order to be good any good in March. He is he's incredible. I love watching him play. When I was painted up as a jersey, he's my favorite player. So I was his jersey. Um, but we we Armando absolutely dominated on the glass. I mean, forty two pa- forty two rebounds opposed to State's twenty seven. It was a dominant performance from him. He broke the record. I mean, what a player he is. He is. He's been doing so great. Um, and so Armando comes out with the 23 points and the 18 rebounds that he needed to pass Tyler Hansborough. And what's funny is Andrew's talking about how him and his friends were dressed up as players. And one of his friends, uh, shout, out, shout out Nate, he was Armando. And they had posted, like, on, like, one of, I think, was it you who posted on the story, on your story, or was it someone else? Uh, it was someone else, I think. Well, they posted on their story, and they posted a picture of Nate, and they are like, it's the go in my presence. So <laughs> record, that was Record breaker. That was funny. And another funny thing about the jersey thing is I come into their room after the game, and I see Andrew, and he had just gone out of the shower after getting all this paint off of him, and the scratch marks that was, like, all over him from scrubbing and getting the paint off, it was ridiculous. Um, but RJ Davis also comes out with an outstanding game, giving us 26 points, and Caleb Love is getting back in his groove with um 16 points did i say 16 with rj i'm at 26 26 one more thing about this game is like sitting front row um there was actually tyler hansborough was right in front of us so tyler hansborough was there front row watching as his records (laughs) were getting breaking which i thought was very funny also governor um roy cooper was there i mean everyone showed out i think it was 100 percent attendance so it was it was just a an all-around amazing game and i'm glad we got the win there and tusi was there too if y'all know the rapper tusi he was there uh supporting unc so yeah it was a big attendance game super good game um I, I will have to say one thing, though. I did not like Armando coming out with sunglasses after that happened with Turquavion. You know what I'm talking about? The post-game interview? You didn't, yeah, yeah. I, no, I saw that he had the, the glasses. I, th- I didn't really like it, especially after he had just gotten injured. I feel like if, if Turquavion hadn't gotten injured, it would have been completely fine. Um, I just don't believe that, like, with him getting injured and such a scary foul that it should have been done still so I'm not really happy at that but um yeah so we're gonna move on to UNC versus Syracuse our all right so next up we have UNC our, the game versus Syracuse which so I actually had a volleyball tr- tryout it was like a club it was basically like a practice thing so I actually was not able to watch this game live, and I actually did not watch it until about an hour ago. I knew the score and some things about what happened, but I didn't watch it, and now I'm pissed. <laughs> After watching that game, I texted Andrew. I was like, why did you let me watch this right before we filmed? Because, oh gosh, that game was... It was a chippy game. Something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, this game at the Carrier Dome, it was, it was a great win for Carolina. It was really close up until the end. Um, Armando came out with 18 points and eight rebounds, and Pete Nance with 21 points. Even though he really, he really should have had more. He had a lot of, he had a lot of open shots that I thought, open layups that I thought were gimme, and he had some, he had some good points. Um, he had a really important bat bucket when Joseph Gerard passed it to him at the very in 17 seconds left in the game, which kind of secured the W for Carolina, and then. Um, I think right directly after R.J. Davis takes the charge. Yeah, that, mm. first of all, this whole game, I don't want to be like state fans, but in my opinion, 
there was a lot of questionable charges and fouls called on us, which I know is people are going to argue about it, but watching the game just now, like, I was just kind of looking at it, and I was like, how is that not a foul? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't know. That might just be me, though, because I always get mad at refs, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, either way, we definitely did play good this game. I mean, we continued to fight with Syracuse and keep putting up points. Um, Pete Nance was shaky at first. I mean, he passed two balls right to Syracuse. He looked shocked in the first um the first half and then in the second half he came out and he looked he looked a lot better. Um he played all 40 minutes of the game which is good coming off his back injury. One more thing about that Joseph Gerard pass, it reminded me of when um Paulo Banquero <laughs> when Paulo Banquero passed the um passed the ball right to the UNC player in the um, Final Four game. Ah, yes. That was great. It was very good. Similarities. Um, yeah, it is pretty similar, but yes, definitely a good game to watch. Um, oh, I remembered. I So I was going to say one thing that I've noticed over like the past few games. Isn't, is okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but are coaches allowed, like the op- opposing team coaches allowed to be stepping like onto the court, like full blown in the middle of the court almost, while the team is on the other side of the court. Is that, like, allowed? I mean, it, it really depends. I know Roy got in trouble for this a little while, a little bit, and with his jacket and stuff. But I don't think it's allowed, no. Because that is one thing I noticed about the state game. Kevin Keats was basically playing. I mean, put him in a uniform. He was out on that court more than the bench players were. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That's just I, – I always notice the little things when it comes to, like, playing our little brother. I always notice those little things <laughs> that just – Similarities. That just make me mad and just really irk me. Um, but that was definitely one of them because, I mean, come on. But um, back to the Syracuse game. Sorry, got off topic there. But um, played really well. You could tell Syracuse's coach was pissed. Yeah, he was pissed after the game. He was very mad. Um, he, he was mad about all the free throws. UNC does have a really – large free throw discrepancy opposed to, like, the field. I think UNC has, like, attempted, like, 550-plus free throws, and, like, the next closest is, like, 470. And then in between, like, four, like the rest of the opponents and 470 is only in between 100. So 370 to 470 is, like, the last in the ACC. And then we have, like, 100 more. So that that was one stat that I saw that some Carolina fans didn't like. But back to the Syracuse game, um, Tyler Nickel off the bench had some really good minutes. He he played the most out of the subs, and he had he had a a three pointer. That block that he did, oh, I literally stood up and I was like, "What?" I didn't know that. I, I didn't oh know my gosh, it was it was beautiful. I wasn't familiar with his game in that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, there. I was like, ah, dang it, he don't got that. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> next thing I know, I was like, okay, okay, Tyler. Okay, Tyler. Okay, Tyler. I love that block. It was great to see Caleb Love back shooting, mm-hmm. going three for three with his first three attempts. He um, that was the first game since Citadel that he has shot over fifty percent. So really, that's, that, that's oh great my. to see from him. <laughs> yeah, that's very good to see. Um, his fifteen points were big, and to be good in March and to be good in general, we really need Caleb Love to be good. I mean, I feel like every season, you know, Caleb Love always is a player who starts off kind of sloppy in the beginning, but ends up coming through and, you know, getting hit, getting back together by the time that March Madness starts. Yeah, Caleb Love, Caleb Love, we need him, and he was he was in a little shooting slump, but we have the best, we have two of the best um, shooting coaches and shooters in history. I mean, the stats don't lie, but 
in history. So they were able to work out that out with them. One thing about this game was although we had 23 free throws, we only shot 60% from or 61% from the free throw line. So we, in order to be good in the future and continue with a good run, we really need to um, make some more free throws, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I had one more thing to say about this. Game. Oh, we need to talk about RJ Davis's oh, flagrant. Yeah, that 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 was bad. And what what made me mad after just watching this is how much the Syracuse people were like that's not a flagrant, that's not a flagrant, and I was just kind of like, come on, man. Reminds me of Brady Manick's elbow in the Baylor game. Not that the the mince um elbow was a lot worse than Brady Manick's, but Brady Manick got a flagrant two for it in yeah. the Baylor game and kind of changed the momentum of the game. And Justin Mintz just got a flagrant one and pretty much a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I don't, I don't understand why they didn't think that was flagrant. I mean, I get it if you're trying to get around the defender and do like kind of like a Euro step type thing, but I feel like the way that he moved his elbow, it was obvious he was going to hit RJ. And I mean, I, RJ Davis's defense was textbook. I, I don't even know what else he could have done better there in order to defend him. He, I mean, Mintz was going downhill. What, what else is RJ supposed to do? He gets, he catches an elbow. But, I mean, he gets the charge. He does get the charge. Um, so, pretty good game. I'm 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 satisfied with that game. I mean, we were sloppy at certain points, but I I can't I can't complain about that game really, other than my issue with the refs. But that's almost every game. So. And R.J. Davis getting hurt. Um, yeah, but he but uh, if y'all are present on social media, R.J. Davis he posted a post after this game. And if y'all, know, if anyone, if you guys watch SpongeBob, there's this scene where SpongeBob has like a black eye, and he put it in like the slideshow of all his pictures, and his caption was "I'm a goofy goober," and I just thought that was hilarious. So clearly, RJ's good, or um, at least I think. With the week off, I think he'll be good for the next game. It's not yeah. released yet, but I did see on Armando Instagram's live that he was wearing a splint for his hand, and that he was wearing special glasses. I don't know if they were for. Um, concussion or if they were for just because but I think he'll be fine for next Wednesday's game against Pitt yeah RJ's RJ's tough so I he think got the New Yorker in him <laughs> he got the New Yorker in him he does um so next up we're gonna go into women's basketball huge win over Georgia Tech 70 to 57 you know this team just keeps pushing pushing through and beating these um, opponents. Deja Kelly comes away with 18 points. Alyssa Utsby, my girl, with 17 points and 8 rebounds. And then Kennedy Todd-Williams with 13 points and 7 rebounds. I mean, we've been ta- this this woman's team, is they're they're powering through this season. I mean, they've been doing so well. Um, and they're, they're on a little hot streak. They are. They're definitely on a hot streak. And they continued that hot streak when they played Pitt on Thursday. And they took away this win 72-57. to um, In this game, uh, Deja Kelly comes in with 23 points. And then Kennedy Todd Williams follows up 22 points right behind Deja. Um, Alyssa Usby has 16 points and 11 rebounds. She is the rebound queen. Like I said before, I could compare her to a Tyler Hansborough. I mean, or Armando at this point. Yeah. Um, she she's great when it comes to rebounding, and I'm super proud of this women's team. I mean. They are pushing through this season, and I love to see it because in past years they haven't really got the respect they've needed. But Courtney Banghart is clearly making a difference. With she this team. came in and made a difference. I mean, this this team could go to even March, honestly. Oh, I completely agree. Right now they're ranked at 15, um, which is definitely I still feel like an understatement because we've beat they've beat a lot a lot of, of statement ranked, wins a lot of ranked opponents. But I mean, I'll take the 15. I think they're gonna change. I mean, we. 
the past two point the past past two games that they played have been won by 13 15 points um dominant performances some might say exactly so who knows maybe we can move up another rank but they do play on Sunday against Clemson which is an unranked opponent so hopefully they can keep up their win streak with that one their next big game is looking like when they play NC State again um, this one will be at state, uh, but that is not until February 16th. So they've got a while of some unranked opponents. So hopefully continue this winning streak and they can go make a run in March. Yeah, hopefully. It would be great to see it. In UNC recruiting news, um, there's talk of Jaron Stevenson, um, 6'8", five-star power forward from Pittsburgh. Um if he joins our historic 2024 class, there's connections to the Fab Five. And going back to the Fab Five, the 1993 champion timeout game, maybe maybe we don't want it to be the Fab Five, considering that they didn't, um, they never <laughs> won a national championship. <laughs> but um, with that, he, um, he, like, that would be an incredible addition. And honestly, that might be the best class Carolina's ever recruited. But speaking of that, I think we're going to go over our, our top three favorite classes. Mm-hmm. We are going to go over this. Um, I definitely agree. I mean, if, if he commits, this class is definitely going to be interesting. But I think I talked about this in the last podcast. It does kind of scare me because of that one-and-done thing that a lot of these yeah. five stars do. Um, so Hubert's definitely – I don't know if he's just doing it intentionally or what, but he's definitely going away from what Roy has done in the past. But, I mean, it, it may work out for him. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I like it. You like it, really? The top, the top players are usually the best players. I mean, yeah, but when you look at Duke, who always gets the top players, they haven't won a championship since two thousand two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at that, they couldn't win a championship with Zion, R.J. Barrett, Paola, any of those players. Yeah. They they still couldn't win a championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Kentucky, too. Kentucky's faced similar problems. I guess the 2012 Anthony Davis year was the last one for them, and it might be the last one forever for them. Yeah, so definitely it's a little scary, but still exciting because obviously having a good recruiting class, a great recruiting class is always going to be exciting. That'll be, that'll be a really fun year. It definitely will be. No matter if they leave or not, I think it'll definitely be a good year. Hopefully they can just be able to mesh in to the team and – I think I think that Hubert's recruiting enough players that are going to stay for four years with players that are going to be one-and-dones, and I think mm-hmm. it should be a good balance of veteran leadership and new talent and athleticism that these players will bring. And I think I think that we'll, we're looking good for the future of Carolina yeah. basketball. I can see that. I can see that. So now we are going to go over the best recruiting classes that we've had. So I'll let Andrew start with the third on our list. Um, at number three, we have... None other than the 2014 class with Justin Jackson, Joel Berry, and Theo Pinson. Such a good class. Oh, my gosh. Those guys are all national championship championship winners. Two of them are still players in the NBA, Justin Jackson for the Celtics and Theo Pinson for the Mavericks. And Joel Berry, your favorite announcer on ACC Network. My favorite so, announcer. So, I mean, that class is just historic, and it led to a national championship for us. Without that class, I mean, Carolina basketball wouldn't be the same, so... Yeah, that was definitely an impactful class for us. And, I mean, they were just fun guys in general. Theo Pinson, you, you can't go wrong with you Theo Pinson. You can't go wrong with Theo Pinson. Hilarious guy, you know. He, I feel like he just brought so much energy to the team. That definitely helped in, like, those games, the 
final four games that we were in with that team and everything like that. My favorite one is when um, they made their national championship run when they would throw the ball like all the way in the <laughs> air whenever they won. I believe it was Joel Berry and Theo that were doing it. Yeah. But definitely a great duo, definitely a great class. Uh, one of my – I'd put that at three too. And then next up at number two, we have our 2012 class. This one's very near and dear to my heart. Um, we have Marcus Page, Bryce Johnson, J.P. Tokido, and Joel James. Um, Bryce Johnson has always been one of my favorite players. I've always just loved the way that he plays. And they, once again, are just a fun group. Um, so, yeah. Um, Bryce Johnson, one of the UNC historic big men that we, we so usually have. Um, Marcus Page, that shot against this, this recruiting class um, might not have gotten a national championship. But the next year, they redeemed it for them. I'm so sad that some of these players didn't get rings because Marcus Page, one of my favorite players, and that shot against Villanova is probably still the best shot I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that shot was crazy. I mean, J.P. Tokoro with his stepbrother, Seth Trimble, on yes, the team. Yes, yes. Hopefully Seth can – I mean, so far, Seth's been doing great. I, I've, we've been Seth Trimble, that's what we've been saying. Yep. So – um, I also I, one thing I always remember about JB Tokido is that crate that dunk he had against Duke, the backwards dunk, which Caleb did versus NC State. Yeah. So. Um, some some connections there, some parallels. Yeah, and Joel James always a good big down there to have. Reliable. He was very reliable, consistent, great player. Um, that that class was definitely very impactful for us, and I feel like they almost helped the team for next year yeah. when come back and redeem themselves. I feel like Marcus and Bryce Johnson really put all of their leadership into Joel Berry and Theo and Justin, and I think they were really just able to um, show them how it's like and what they need to do next season. So. Taught them how to shine and flourish. Yes, I that was definitely... Those two runs were some of the best times as a Carolina fan. Yeah, some of my favorite teams, and... I just they, – they had such good chemistry. I feel like it was just so beautiful to watch them play. You could tell the boys were definitely like a family. So Yeah. Um, at number one, we have the 2010 class with Harrison Barnes, Reggie Bullock, Kendall Marshall, Justin Knox. I mean, with Harrison Barnes still being our top-rated recruit to this day, Yeah. I think that whatever class has him in it and another NBA, another NBA starter, Reggie Bullock, is – a great class and Kendall Marshall. He was a, a absolute stud at UNC. I think that year we lost to Kansas, but I mean, that was an incredible team and an incredible run that they had. Yeah, uh, that was definitely. I would have to say, if we don't get twenty twenty four, may pass this class as yeah, number ho- one. <laughs> but uh, still, great class. You know, some really historical players in that lineup. So definitely a great class for us. Yeah, just a bunch of studs that we just listed, UNC basketball. Exactly. Um, And so looking into next week, we have Pitt, and then we have the good old rivalry tobacco road game. Um, We play Duke at Duke. In Durham, 6.30. 6.30, you know. Maybe we'll try to sneak in. You never know. (laughs) You never know. Maybe we'll sneak into Cameron, try to see what we can do. But, hey, we all know who won't be at that game, though, and who will be. You know who will be? Roy Williams. Oh, Roy Williams. And you know who won't be? Coach K. Coach K. Oh, because they don't have box seats. Coach Coach K is the dog. Coach K has a dog named Coach K. It's actually just Mike Krzyzewski. Oh, it's Mike. I don't even know how to say it. Mike K. (laughs) Mike K. You know, 
he stated he was not going to attend games due to the fact that there isn't box seating. Wah, wah, wah. Can we also talk about how Roy sits literally, like, sort of like a section away from the student section? And he, Same seat every single time. And he will literally sit there and take pictures with students every single time. I mean... We know, love Roy. We love Roy. We praise him. Um, and we always, for those of you who don't know, uh, before UNC games, we do swag surfing, you know, the and you go left and right, and Roy and his wife always participate in it. Wanda. It's just the cutest thing ever. I've met Roy before. He's such a sweetie pie. Um, and he also, for those of you who don't know, he attends most football games. Um, my parents have season tickets. It's like in the back row. Um, but the box seats are right behind us, and Roy sits right behind us. And oh, that's awesome. every game I went to, he was right there. And one game I went over there and got a quick picture with him, and he was super sweet, super nice. He loves to take pictures with fans. He's just a great guy overall. We love Roy. We learned from Dean. He's a great man. Yes, he did. So we have some good games coming up. We are definitely going to have a lot to talk about next week. Um, we are also having a special guest, which we are not going to release yet. He's he's very important player. Very he, important He might have won some awards. He never... might have won a few awards. He I will, did, we'll, but... we'll give you guys a hit, uh, hint. Not a basketball player, but... Still a very influential, humble guy that super excited for for him to come on the podcast and share a little bit of what he's about. And I'm excited to get his input on basketball season. I feel like he's going to have some good input, too. I think he will, too. So, definitely. Actually, now that I'm realizing it, we won't be able to talk about the Duke game because that's on Saturday. I Two just weeks. realized that. Two well, it, that the Duke game will be talked about in the next, next, next episode. Yes. <laughs> um, but... We'll definitely talk about that pit game. Hopefully, we can keep up our win streak and power through that game. Hopefully. It's a home game, so we'll be in the Dean Dome. Hopefully, we'll be there. And, of course, us students. Think. Did you get tickets? I I have. Yeah, I got a ticket. Uh, uh. <laughs> I never get tickets. It's so unfair. But with that, um, that is the end of this episode for this week, I believe, unless you have anything else to say, Andrew. Um, shout out Ember Kiever um, winning the... <laughs> Jefferson Girl Middle School Basketball uh, City County Championship, so shout out to her. Here we go. Andrew loves his little shout outs. I love it. Um, oh, one more thing I want to say. Congrats to all the students who were admitted today um, to UNC. Today was when they released their decisions. Jackson Cooper. <laughs> um, super happy for all you guys. If you got waitlisted or didn't get in, please don't stress about it. You're, you, you go where you are meant to go. Um, I know it's hard to hear that from UNC students, but you, you're going to end up where you need to be. Um, I was panicking this time last year because I was so scared I wouldn't get in, but you end up where you need to go. So congrats to everyone who will be attending next year or everyone who got in. And Thank we, you for listening. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a great week.